As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi everyone, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Dogman Encounters Radio. I'm Vic Cundiff and I'll be your host for the show. Before we bring on tonight's guest, if you've had a Dogman Encounter and would like to speak with me about it, whether in private or on the show, please go to dogmanencounters.com and submit a report. I'd love to hear from you. If you've had a Sasquatch sighting and would like to be a guest on Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio, please go to bigfooteyewitness.com and submit a report. All right, let's bring on tonight's guest. Tonight's guest is Jay. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Vic. Appreciate you making this place and space for us. Oh, you're welcome. We appreciate your time, and thanks for coming on and doing this show. Jay, please give us a brief bio on yourself. I live in Southern California, work at a large university. I like to go traveling, and I like to keep busy and active, very active. 
It must be awfully nice living in Southern Cal the way you do, especially in the wintertime. I say that because the weather up here isn't exactly all that good in the wintertime. Southern California does have its advantages. Yeah, no doubt about that. You have an unusual thing you like to do at night. Please expand on that for us. Well, um, the majority of the time in the summer, my girl and I like to go out to Palm Springs area and kind of take it easy out there because, you know, who doesn't want to go out to where it's 123? But no, it's actually very relaxing. And then when we're out there, it's like a two hour trip to get out there. It's not, it's close door to door, two hours and about 125 miles or so. And once we're out there at night, I like to go run the roads up at Joshua Tree at night from about, I don't know, nine or 10 at night till past sunrise. Because at night, all the animals are out at night. There's plenty of reptiles and mammals out at night. You wouldn't believe it. And this is just running the roads at night. For example, there's three entrances, one in Joshua Tree, one in 29 Palms, and one in Cottonwood. And I usually enter Joshua Tree through the main entrance, which is open at night and it's unmanned or unwomaned. It's not a park ranger there that lets you in or out. You can just go in and out as you will. And I wind up running the roads about 22 miles an hour down the center of the road. It's a two-lane road with a, like a machine that came and scraped pretty much the whole way on each side of the road to where it's about another three quarters of a lane on each side of the road. So I like to drive down the middle of the road at night, about 22 miles an hour with my brights on. And you can't believe it, what animals you will see, you know, from coyotes to jackrabbits to cottontails to these uh, kind of desert raccoons and other things like, you know, other longer animals, not minks, I forgot what they're called actually, but they're long like that. And then there's all these kangaroo rats and different kinds of mice on the mammal side. And then on the non-mammal side, amphibians only during August, September, when it's raining out there, that you'll see these toads. But other times of the year for reptiles, you'll see a variety of snakes from the green Mojave or different kinds of rattlesnakes, rat snakes, um, tarantulas, scorpions. What else? What am I missing? And then large lizards. These lizards get to be about 14 inches long. And they're all resting their bellies and stuff on the warm asphalt. And what I like to do when I see these, also there's insects too of different types, but like large stick insects about six inches long other things and they're all on the road so what I, I like to do is when i see them at, ahead i pull the car over and hopefully there's no one coming behind me or the other way on the road and i like to remove them from the road because that's not a place to be and uh, it's not it's unhealthy for them they get awfully thin if they stay on the road too long so i move them off take my photos say don't go back on the road get back in my car and move down the road oh and when i enter on like Joshua Tree side or the Cottonwood side, it's about 55 miles or more through the park. So I take it at 22 miles an hour so you guys could do the math and how long it takes. You know, and then we have food breaks and we break out the chairs and we look at the sky, we bring binoculars and look at the Milky Way. And last week I went twice in the last month and 
I happen to see Saturn's out and other things. So that's what I like to do at night. And it takes, you know, from around 10 at night till, and I leave the park generally at eight. I don't camp. I have camped, but generally I don't. And you never know what you're going to see when you do these routes. Sometimes I'll see scorpions in a group and they're like out marching in the same direction. It looks like they're like hunting in a group. Sometimes when I see, I'll see a scorpion. And if I see a tarantula and I see a rattlesnake in the same visible area close to each other, I call it the trifecta and you get to see these. And so you see bighorn sheep sometimes, sometimes you see burrows, sometimes you see donkeys. I kind of have a problem telling the difference. And it depends on the season. Like right now, it's kind of cold, so the reptiles are away, but the mammals are out. I went twice in the last like six weeks. I went last weekend, actually. So um, didn't see a lot, but I found something interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Wow. From hearing about everything that you see on a regular basis on those drives, I can understand why you like to take them. From what I understand, you took a trip to Thailand and found out from people there that they have cryptids of their own. Please expand on that for us. I go there in December, usually for three weeks. One week is to work out, do some Muay Thai, which is um, Thai kickboxing, where you use knees, feet, elbows, and hands. Anyway, so when you get to talk to them, they start telling you what rural life is about. They have mentioned to me that they have uh, similar types of cryptids. Some fly. They're like kind of a bird type animal. I don't know their official Thai names and I've just kind of briefly researched it, but I get the idea on cryptids. So they have these bird type animals that kind of sometimes they say can like scare or take children. And they also have, you know, something I would say is equivalent to Sasquatch or I don't know about dogmen per se, but they have things like that in the jungle too because the jungle is pretty thick and vast and they also had little things like i would call them little people too so yeah it was a i talk about that with them because i'm one of the few foreigners that are asking about these things and i don't ask in front of other foreigners i ask just with me and when i have the trainers around or their family and then we just um exchange information thanks for remembering that oh you're welcome as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow, it's amazing that you could go to some place that's so beautiful like Thailand and you still have to deal with things like cryptids. I guess that shouldn't really be a surprise to me, though. Before you tell us about your encounter, Jay, what more can you tell us about Joshua Tree National Park, which, of course, is where your encounter happened? Well, um, Joshua Tree is a special place due to mainly the name. You know, the actual plant is a Joshua tree. It's a member of the lily family, and it, a lot of the trees are 500 years old. They don't reproduce well. It needs only certain circumstances to be. But once you see those, you kind of get it that they're very special and they're only found in a few places on earth. And when the sun's coming up, you could take good black and white photos with those. They make great photo opportunities and very memorable. Um, they have their own ecosystem inside of one. Like for example, these certain owls like to live in and on these, which you see rarely. The flowers that come out of them are beautiful in the spring. They're edible. You know, the Indians, used to um, utilize all aspects of these plants and revere them. And also, I forgot to mention that wherever you go in Joshua Tree, there's a lot of, uh, you see Indian signs. You see peoples who have been there for a long time that they've left their mark, whether it's pictographs, whether it's, you know, uh, working stones, you know, they're all throughout the park. And it's pretty well maintained, so it's good. And and I highly respect everyone who lived there, everyone who watches out for the place, everyone who, you know, cares about it in some way, shape, or form. What's happening on the 29 Palms side is 29 Palms is right up to the edge of the park. So it has a lot of light pollution from the city. Joshua Tree side's not too much. It's a lot less. But And on the Cottonwood side entrance, not much at all because it goes by the 10 freeway so you know it's becoming its own island even though it's about eight hundred thousand acres it still needs care it still needs you know people to appreciate it and um i think with those types of attitudes the peoples who have lived there in the past the people that enjoy it now and there's even a couple private homes still left inside of it appreciate us appreciating them and one more thing, there's a lot of mines and stuff still that, you know, the remnants, I should say, of gold mines, silver mines, nickel mines and other things. So it's a lot of uh, Western history, you know, that California is lucky to have and to not, you know, a lot of people don't even know about it. So when I take friends to check it out, like I did last weekend, they were truly amazed and appreciative of what they saw. It was my pleasure to share with them. 
Well, I can understand why they were amazed. It sounds like a really neat place. All right, Jay, please tell us about your encounter now. Give us every last detail that comes to mind. My girl and I like to go out to Palm Springs area in the summer. You know, there's a lot of availability of rooms. There's a lot, some friends I have out there. So depending how we're doing it, we leisurely leave on a Friday night around six or seven, try to beat the traffic, trying to get out of LA. And it takes about two hours door to door to get to um, the hotel or friend's house. Then we get out there. It's a real easy drive. It, you know, goes through the desert. It starts getting more and more desert-like, you know, with less and less people that you see. So we get out there and then we either get settled and try to get something to eat. Then my job is, first job is to try to talk my girl into coming out with me to run Joshua Tree. A lot of times she says no. Sometimes she says yes. This time she said no. So I tell her, okay, well, you know, I have all my cameras. I have some food. We're, you know, get gassed up. And from Palm Springs to the front door of Joshua Tree, it's about 40 minutes. Either way I go whether it's Cottonwood or Joshua Tree entrance. So I get ready. I start going out, tell her I'll be back, you know, around eight or nine in the morning. I roll on out there and I enter, depends where I enter. Like if you enter on the Joshua Tree side, there's a lot of people or many people exiting the park at night. And my theory, our theory is we have a joke is they're out going to make a beer run or make some food run. You know, because it's that way. But once you get like five miles or four miles into the park, that is less and less to where you're out there just by yourself. And I must tell the audience and you that it's so quiet out there. It's like a kind of a meditation thing going on. And then you can see all the stars. You can see Andromeda. You could see, depending if there's any um, cycles going on, if there's, you know, any, um, shooting stars and meteorites you know they're all flying in different directions and they look like they're right in front of you so anyway so once you get rolling into the park i just put it on cruise control i put it 22 miles an hour and i cruise right down the roads what i recommend you could do this in any desert area or maybe even a forested area if you're by yourself you don't have to worry about cars or other things coming your way so once you start in cruise you start seeing these types of mammals either sitting on the road or they dash across the road. And um, sometimes you see like jackrabbits and they, a lot of, I guess it happens other places, but these animals do not go ahead of you. Let's say you're a hundred to 150 feet from them. They don't go then across the road. They happen to seem to have this desire to go right when you're like five feet from them, they'll jump right in front of your car all the time. I don't understand that, but I guess they get scared. And they feel like they have to move then. And it's always right across your bumper. So for a sideshow, when I do these traveling through the parks, like I've only seen in maybe 15 years, two desert tortoises. One at night that was trapped by a curb. He couldn't get out. So I stopped the car, picked it up and moved it up over the curb and let it go in the way it was heading. And then one during the day that I saw one time in the morning, actually, that I helped. And then once I put it on the sand, it was gone. Like in 15 minutes, it was half a mile away. It was weird. Anyway, so once you start driving on the road, you start seeing, like in the summer, you'll see a lot of, unfortunately, dead animals on the road, whether they're snakes or 
for animals from the people because a lot of people speed through the park i mean they're doing 55 miles an hour through the park i don't know why but they do it so i don't do anything with those because there's nothing i could do to help but what i do sometimes after a while you start seeing more and more live animals just resting on the road getting heat because they're they like the heat the reptiles they need the heat so i get out i take my pictures depending on if the animal's upset at me or something, I try to use a stick to get it off the road. Or if they're letting me, I'll pick it up and just move it off the road, no matter what kind of animal it is. So I did that. And then we're driving along, you know, it's 55 miles or so. So, you know, it takes a while to do this at 22 miles an hour. You can do the math. So that's without stopping. So if I stop a lot, it takes, you know, probably four, four and a half hours to do one way. And when I get to the other side, other entrance at Cottonwood, I turn around and come back and do it again. So that's 110 miles of this. So what happened on this instance is I went through from Joshua Tree to Cottonwood, and then I turned it around. I think that was a night I actually, this, okay, I, I must say something. This is 10 years ago, 2010. Okay. I want to be clear about that. And I didn't say that earlier. And so at that time, I think that was a night I actually saw the tortoise out at night. So that was like a, kind of, I felt some luck maybe coming. So on the return trip from Cottonwood up towards Joshua Tree, about halfway through is this place called a Choya Patch. It's a type of cactus, C-H-O-L-L-A, Choya. They have a tendency to, and they have the uh, story that they could jump at you if you walk close enough. So that's the kind of cactus they are. And they're very uh, strong and old two inch long thorns and hundreds of thorns. So they're something you don't mess with. Okay. So as I was approaching this Choya patch, that's where I plan on having some food, get out and watch the stars. So as I was approaching it, I come around a tight turn. I'm in my girl's um, small car. It's quiet. I make this right turn. And all of a sudden I see my headlights causing weird shadows that were maybe 50 feet away, 60 feet away, 70 feet away, close. So the shadows are not something you normally see when you turn the corner. It's like having uh, a bunch of trees and the light goes through the trees and it changes your normal view of just, hey, there's a sky, there's some headlights. So all of a sudden I'm making this right turn and my headlights hit this. I I thought they were, well, hit a large, large a lot of ob objects, but I thought, I didn't know what they were, to tell you the truth. And then as my car kept going at the same rate of speed, because I'm on, I'm on cruise control, I, I cut that distance from, you know, let's call it 70, 75 feet down to half of that really quick. You know, it's like three car lengths or so, two car lengths. So once I'm there, I'm about, I start realizing what I'm looking at. And I'm about three car lengths, two car lengths from the, the back, all I come from, I came from the back of the, I, I came from the, the back side of these things. And once I, once my eyes focused on what they were, I started seeing like a military group of animals that were three rows, three rows wide and about four individuals deep. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So picture a group of military people walking in line and then the my headlights going through them on the side. And then I come up behind them and they're on the uh, opposite side of the road coming they're going I'm going from behind them but they're on the other side of the road that would be if someone's coming at me so all I see are the backs of these things and they're in a military ordered fashion they're they're spaced out they're in a line three lines and three or four deep at least so I stop the car cuz they're in the road if I go down the middle of the road my left side of the car would hit the guy or the thing on the right side of their of their parade or whatever you want, the way they're moving, their maneuver. Now, I'm sitting there, the car stop, headlights on them, perfect. I'm probably, I don't know, 30 feet away or so, or a little farther, touch farther, and I could see everything. And all I, first thing I noticed was their big, wide head, their huge head. And on their heads, they had no neck and on their heads were like a mane of hair that was coming back and then down their back of their, if they had a neck cut down that area and then out to their shoulders, kind of like a mane, kind of like, and that was reddish that those, they each had similar. So they each had similar um, hair color. And then it didn't go all the way down their back. It only went to maybe the tops of their shoulder blades. So the hair below this flow of hair was more short. It was 
very short. Like I could see their muscles. I could see their definite defining muscles. I could see um, that their back was like a V shape to their waist. You know, I don't know what these exactly are, as I'll say later, because I didn't even know dog men really existed. You know, everyone's heard of Bigfoot or Sasquatch pretty much. I don't watch those kind of movies. I don't watch scary movies. I don't watch sci-fi movies. I don't watch any of those types of uh, thriller movies. I'm more of a documentarian. I'm more nature. I'm more comedy, whatever. So now I'm looking at these things and they're still walking forward. Okay, slightly. So I inched the car up a little bit. I noticed that their shoulders are really wide. It's got to, they got to be three and a half feet wide. Easy. You know, I know the human body from my days of playing sports and my days of doing my own thing. And these guys' arms, the arms were really long on all of them. They were slightly different heights. They weren't all identical. I would say the one that caught my eye first in the back line was about seven and a half feet easy. You know, I, I, I'm around a lot of basketball players. You know, I'm, I'm six foot. I'm around a lot of basketball players. I look up a lot. And these were, and I'm sitting in a car, right, with a window down. So I'm looking from that angle from a driver's seat up. And the up keeps going. They look huge. And the one I'm looking at, kind of focusing on the back row, they have the V waist. They got like a human butt. It's not, you know, hair co- hair covered, but a human butt. And their thigh, back of their thighs were huge. Their, um, there was a tail, like a, I would say it was maybe foot and a half, two foot long, but fluffy. Fluffy. And then I saw the rear legs. And that's kind of what got me going, like, how could this be? What is this? You know, more. You know, I'm going, well, they're not people. And then I see that dog type of canine you know, where the knee and the canine leg is and where the ankle is. It's like a big dog wolf thing. Um, But remember, they're still in their formation. They haven't broke formation. And none of them have looked at me. None. And they, my cars, you know, I'm in my girl's 2000 BMW and this is 2010. It's not like it's quiet. It's not like it's an electric car. But no one has broke rank to look at me. And then they start moving forward a little bit more. I pull the car to their into the open lane, you know, and, and I go probably I get to be within 20 feet of these things or closer because the road's only so wide. You get, I wasn't in the dirt. I was still on the road. And then they stop, but they're still not looking at me. And I'm about equal with them or right my, my tip of my car. Or middle of my car, probably the driver's side door is equal with the rear line of them. Because I just didn't get in front of them. And then, you know, this happened probably over a period of max 30 seconds or so. Because they didn't hang around in, you know, a long time. So when I'm looking at the, the ones in the back row still, I get a little different view when I'm closer to them on the side a little bit more. and. You know, I started seeing anatomical features like I don't see fat. There's no fat. It's all muscle. Oh, yeah. And I didn't say under the mane, the hair is short. It's like a I don't know what kind of dog, but it's not long haired dogs. It's 
short and you could see the muscle layout. You could see the, the rippling muscles and stuff. And it was that, okay, the mane was slightly red. It was red tinge, but their hair color was more of a, the, the rest of their body hair was more of a desert color, like brownish, different grayish, different, you know, not modeled or anything, but just desert. So how they kind of would blend in with patches of red on their back is what I saw and down their back, you know, patches. It kind of like if I would imagine since the color of the rocks there and everything is certain colors that they would blend in in the day. I think that's kind of what I'm thinking, but I'm not an expert in that. So I kind of pulled up to the side of them a little bit, but I'm about 20, 15, 20 feet away. And I'm just looking at like their, their long arms almost go to their knees. And I don't see claws or any of that, but I do see long digits. Now I didn't, you know, I drive, you know, I, I drive with my glasses on, I could see details. Um, I just saw digits and long ones on their arms. Let's call them that. Cause they're all, all of these are all these animals. Cause let's say it's three rows and four deep is 12. It could have been three rows and five deep. You get the picture. So all of them are just organized like a uh, military fashion. So what I, I start seeing them like it, they're all different heights, a little bit different width of the shoulders. And remember, this happened about 30 seconds. So eventually when I stopped and they finally stopped moving, maybe there was a signal, they stopped moving. The front row started to peel left and go left into the, it was dark that night. So once you peel left, you're on the, half of them are on the tar, half of them are on the dirt that's been scraped flat. and then since they use a scraper like in snow where people live in snow, um, there's like a berm, like a foot and a half berm or two foot berm that's caused by the scraper coming by. So you, the, that first row started peeling to the left. Some of them went on all fours, but not all of them. Some went on two and they all peeled off and jumped like a, like a gracefully, like a ballet dance or ballet jump. They just jumped over that berm into the darkness. I don't know how they knew what was on the other side because it was a drop off. I don't know if they knew they're going to hit a cactus on the way over there. They all row by not row, is that be row? Row by row, they started peeling to the left. Some of the row would go on all fours, some would stand up, and but they all went in the same direction into the darkness. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Then the second row came and did that. And, and then I could move up. I moved my car up more, and I like a car length or so. Then when I saw when they went on all fours, their front. I'll call them arms or legs, whatever you want to call them. Their front arms were longer than their back legs. So when they're on all fours, there's a giant like half circle underneath their belly to where there's a lot of room underneath the bottom of these things to the ground, like the bottom of their belly to the ground. And I would say it was at least three and a half feet to the ground. I don't know four. I say the height of their shoulder when they're all four, when they're on all fours, the height of their shoulder, maybe four feet, easy, four feet. They were tall. I mean, they were when they're on all four, they were like all muscle on all four with the front legs a little longer than the rear, and they're graceful as can be. And everything that's happened to this point has been quiet, not a noise from them. First, it's quiet out there in Joshua Tree. Two, you'd hear something. I hear nothing. I don't even hear their feet move on the ground when they're moving out into the darkness, row by row. So then eventually, like the second row goes, no one's looked at me yet. Third row does the same thing. Some of them go on all fours. It's like on cue. It's like there's signals that I'm unaware of. And they all drop, and, and not all drop, but that third row will drop. And then um, head to the left. And I don't hear anything. And it's dangerous out there. Now, you can, it's hard to see, but I guess maybe they have better, better eyesight and things like that. And then comes the final row um, with the guy, the one, I, I don't know if they're all males because I, I was looking from the back mostly. I didn't come from the front. So the last row, some of them go on all fours. Some of them stay up. But they head left. The last guy in the right side, closest to me, the the tallest too, by the way, I think. I didn't get a good look at the front rows too much, but this guy was huge. Easy seven and a half feet or more. Easy. With the grace of a like a dancer. When he's about to head left, he turns his head and upper body towards me and looks at me eyeball to eyeball. Eyeball to eyeball. And his eyes were more of a yellow golden. You know, yellow color. That's I don't I don't that's just what I saw. Um from the side view, I gotta say, I also saw their snout. And their snout wasn't long like a greyhound, but it was more round, like I don't know, like a more it was not as long, but it was still a big, long Doberman, 
not Doberman pitcher, uh, German Shepherd type shape from the side. I didn't see any teeth. The mouths never opened. The ears were big, huge, but they weren't on the top of the head. They were more down a little off the sides, on the off the side a little bit, but not too low. And they weren't, I didn't, they were, they were fur covered, you know, they're covered with a type of like, maybe I think like longer hair than normal, but not like the manes, but they, of the, of each one that they had, but it was more longer hair than the body hair. And what else did I see? They were co colored for the desert camouflage. It was, I didn't think about this at all. But that's kind of what I thought after it um, happened. And then when that last one turned to his right and looked at me, I guess got I didn't I wasn't scared because I guess I thought I was in a car. So worst case, worst, I put punch the gas and just go. You know, it wouldn't be fast, but it'd be hard to stop me. I wasn't scared. I didn't hear any noise from these things. But when that one looked at me, I think. He did that intelligently and he looked at me right. Like he had to turn his, even both shoulders moved towards me and just looked at me and gave me that, you know, one second look. Turned his head back to the left, more to the left, and followed his colleagues and cohort into the desert night. Quiet as can be, no noise from any of them. I sat there for a little bit. And trying to digest what happened. And I wasn't shaken. I mean, I'm, it does take a lot to shake me up. But I didn't feel any fear. Because I guess I was in a car. Let's say I was hiking at night. It would probably be a total different story. But they looked like they had armor. Like their chests were, and they're, you know, what little I could see from the side. Their chests had like huge they look like olympic athletes or they look like their bodies were like perfect shape none of them were limping none of them they all were walking like and they swivel their hips like a like like a human would like a certain humans do more than others what else do i remember so it looks like they could have been wearing clothes but they weren't i want to be clear about that i mean their bodies were perfect. So at this time, we're talking about maybe one in the morning or so, one in the morning, because, you know, driving through the park, then back one in the morning. And I just, uh, they went into, you know, part, they went into the dark. Part of me wanted to like, hey, let me go look over that edge or ledge. And most of me said, nah, stay in your car. and. They didn't like, I didn't see any eyes from over the ledge looking back at me because I stayed there probably another 30 seconds. Easy to see like, hey, are they coming back? Hey, what was that? I didn't go look for footprints in the dirt. Maybe I should have, but I didn't want to get out of the car for that. I didn't know if they're coming back to say hello. Um, after that, I was tired. 
and I went to a place by that Choya patch. You can look it up on the map for Joshua Tree Choya patch, C-H-O-L-L-A. And there's, you know, parking there and everything. So I just parked, you know, that was probably another eight, 10 minutes or so. And I just parked the car, turned the lights off, cracked the sunroof, locked, made sure I was locked in and just started sitting there thinking about what I saw. And, uh, of course, at that time in 2010-ish, I didn't have a camera for the, you know, that looks out and captures everything like everyone does now, you know, captures all the craziness that happens. I kind of wish I did. So I wouldn't, you know, it'd be like, hey, look at this, you know, uh, what else? It, that's kind of the incident in a nutshell with, let me think, though. They had muscles, like I said, the muscles were so deep. Like I, I, most people would cannot imagine the type of muscle you could see everything move because the hair on them were short you can see everything move and um for all i know some of them could have been female i don't know but i didn't get a good view of the fronts and they were very muscular muscular so i'm thinking how do these things live out here if they do with limited water and limited game for to keep these many um individuals satisfied with calories i don't know in the morning i had a pass that year so it's you know i don't have to worry about getting out in time to get the freebie you know get out of the park before the park wardens or whatever they're called come and look at you and say hey did you pay last night so anyways i went and talked to her. it was a lady she was tall i remember that she's like six foot six foot one i go hey do you guys have gray wolves here oh no we don't have gray wolves here i go do you have any wolf coyote hybrids oh no we don't have any of that i didn't tell her what i saw but she should have asked like why am i asking i might have told her but that is the story in a nutshell you told us about the formation they seemed to be walking or marching in. Did there seem to be a pattern to how they were arranged in that formation, like the biggest ones were in the front of each line and maybe the small ones were in the back? Well, first of all, they were in a total military formation. It was like evenly spaced in all directions. Like, you know, they were whatever they needed to be. It wasn't any out of order look. And, I, and the big the, the back row I saw clearly, and they were big. I think the row in front of them were slightly smaller, and I'm not sure of the first or second rows, to tell you the truth. I, I'm not going to say they were shorter at all, but they were, all of them were little different heights. Like you get a bunch of guys together or women, they'd be all a little different heights. But the back row and that back guy that looked at me, I don't know if it was a guy, but I think so, was huge, was big. He was like, the, I guess, the platoon leader or something like that. Wow, that had to be something to see. I can only imagine. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did they seem to be stepping in sync too, or just in formation? Definitely stepping. They all stopped at the same time without me hearing a signal to. They all, you know, took even steps, you know, like stay in formation type. I haven't been in the military, but that's totally what it reminded me of. Wow, that's amazing. Were their feet moving in sync too? Yeah, they were all together, all foot right, all foot left. They were all together. It looked like I interrupted something they were doing. So I didn't go back to the park there for many years from that. And, and, you know, once in a while I go in the daytime with some friends, we go eat lunch on a rock or something. But I didn't run the roads for a while until the last two times I just did it recently. So it was about a 10-year hiatus. Well, I can understand why you didn't go back for that long. I think most people probably never would have gone back. You describe their butts as looking human-like. Did they seem to be human-sized as well, or were their butts bigger than a man's butt would be? They were total muscular butts. They were, they looked like a, well, it would be a Mr. Universe or something like that, to where it was very muscular, uh, was no fat, and they were shaped like a human. But I think much bigger, much bigger. Like it was a, but it didn't have like the, when the V waist went down to the top of the rear end area, it kind of just kept going with a little outward, um, outwardness to the top of the butt cheek area. You know, they were just, it was, it was, they were looking really good. I mean, I'm not the butt, but the whole thing was like, it was like looking at an Olympic athlete or is looking at a, someone who is, put a lot of time into uh, making their bodies to them more beautiful. No, I get the point. It sounds like they were physical specimens and that's how they normally are. I didn't see any claws on the hands. They look like long digits though. I, I'm not a doctor. I don't say their hands. They were not claws. I mean, uh, whatever, like people, some people I heard on your show say like raccoon hands or something. These things were just long appendages oh yeah and i gotta say something i forgot there was a hump in the back a little bit from like below t1 on the backbone like below your head where it attaches where normal people have a neck but these didn't that there was a little hump not a huge hump but a little curvature and they weren't standing straight up but they were like a little like hunched over like maybe 10 15 degrees they were all doing it, though. So I think that's maybe the way their physiological ability is. They were all doing the same thing. 
And then I didn't see any claws on the feet, but I saw that, you know, when I got down to when they were near the ground, the foot or whatever you want to call it, that they, it was, it was a real long foot. It was really long. It wasn't small. So the base that was on the ground was pretty, like, I would say, I don't know, five inches. Then right after the first five inches of the foot, it was off the ground going up towards their ankle or knee or whatever the body is, whatever that's called for that style leg. I couldn't believe how quiet they were. I didn't hear anything. And they all seemed to know what to do. It is pretty disconcerting to think that they can be that big, but still be that quiet. No argument for me on that. So that I'm clear on this, you definitely saw their hands and fingers well enough to see that they definitely didn't have claws or are you saying that they might have had claws, but you just didn't see them? Yeah, I didn't see them, but I saw long digits on both ends of their arms, on a, at least the ones in the back right side and some of the other ones as they went, because as they turned left to go, because they were, they didn't, they, those guys, the front ones never looked at me at all. Only the back rear right one did, closest to me. And he was huge. I'm not going to say he smiled, but. I think he was telling me a few things there non-verbally. Oh, I'm sure they were, and they weren't good things. When you realized what they were, why'd you get so close to them? I thought, just by curiosity, because I was in a car with the window down, and I felt some safety. None were ever leaning towards me. None were ever... I didn't feel any energy that they were going to come up to me. I just didn't feel that they were i guess i and, and I, like i said it happened like within 30 seconds or so so it's not like i thought they would encircle me tip the car over do something you know that way to scare me but i just felt no fear i didn't feel any negative energy i felt that they were just peeling off to, once i saw them peel off to the left i figured they're all going to peel off to the left and they did but maybe it was just fortunate or lucky or both I'd say both that night. When you've been driving those roads in the park at night, have you ever seen pedestrians in that area where you saw those dogmen? No pedestrians ever. Cars, I see. They come speeding up so you can see from your rear mirror or forward that their lights are coming at you. So I usually pull over and they're going so fast that they kind of just drive by, you know, 50 miles an hour or more. And no, I have never seen people at all at night walking around. Nope. Never thought about it. Can you imagine what it would be like to be out there walking one night and all of a sudden come upon them like that? I do walk around at night up to that point. And I have walked singly, you know, for an hour hike and just go out and eat a sandwich at two in the morning on a rock or something. Because there's a Barker dams out there. And that's where the old cattle people used to water their cows and stuff, their cattle. So I go out and walk at night. And, but what I find happens is sometimes they got these ring tailed raccoons that look, they, they'll follow you around. They'll stay about 45 feet away from you. But every time you look around, you see the tip of their tail following you around and everything like that. Cause they're curious. So you have animals like that do things, but I didn't know about these things and I didn't think what, why would I think uh, let's say Sasquatch lives in this desert area where it gets 123 at times in the summer. 
So I didn't really have those fears and I still kind of don't, but now I know what is I saw and what I know is wandering randomly out there. So last time I went with my friend, I told him, I want to tie us together with a rope, you know, like a 10 foot, 12, 15 foot rope in case he gets pulled. I'm there. If I get pulled, he's there. That's the you know, kind of the conversation got to between him and I, because I told him about my story and that I don't tell many people this. I told my girl, I told her the next morning when I got back, I told her about it, but she didn't know what to do with it. She didn't know how to deal with it. And then I told here and there people after that, only close friends, you know, not that I have many, right? You know, I told two or three people because it's like that kind of story where people start looking at you funny. And that's why I told you, thank you for having your space and place here that people could come out and at least express what they saw and share it with others who have seen and others who think they want to see these things. Like I say, be careful what you wish for because you can't unsee something. How long would you say you had eyes on them before they disappeared over that berm? I would say a good 30 seconds at least, maybe a little, maybe up to 40. Because that's a while when you're waiting for your, you know, something to be cooked in 40 seconds in the microwave. It's a while. I'll bet it felt like an hour or more. As strange as this question might seem, I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you consider the world to be a better place now that you know dogmen exist or worse? Good question. I think it answers some questions that I might have, like a lot of people like to live in the known world. Oh, I know that these certain normal things exist in life, in my city life, but there's so much that is said and that it goes on out and more in the country and more in the rural areas, more in the desert areas that, Oh, people said this, but I don't know if it's true. I saw something that answers a lot of my questions. This, what I see leads me to believe from my training that there's other things out there that we're just unaware of. So I would say, uh, for me, a better place. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Some people might be surprised that I even asked you that question, but as they just found out, there are eyewitnesses who feel the same way you do. They feel that the world is a better place with dogmen in it. If you could go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Since it happened unexpectedly, and since it happened with no planning on my part, other than I was thinking I would see some animals, reptiles, mammals, I'm thinking the only thing I would be better prepared for, but I don't know if it was technically available, is like a uh, camera that would monitor and record all my progress on the road in front of what's in front of me. Because if I had that, which I think might have been available in 2010, that would be very helpful in my description of what I saw to other people. I would just tell them, I'll, I'll be quiet. Here, you review this little video of 30, 45 seconds, and then you make questions after that. So that's about the only change. I'm glad I saw them. I want to see more. I want to see more of all these types of things. Yeah, it's safe to say that's an experience that you're never going to forget. You found some interesting prints at the dam out there. What more can you tell us about that? Well... That's a good point. I went out my, I didn't discover it last Saturday. I went out there with my friend, Ed, like I said, and we were setting up the cameras in the morning in, in the night. When we came back to pick them up, it was like, you know, five forty-five, six o'clock. So it was nice and bright. And he looks down by where we put the first camera and there's this footprint. I will gladly send you this photo. And it's like 12 inches long. And it's like a V, you know, from the heel, it V's out to the toes. There's four toes. And to me, I need someone to look at who's seen these things before and someone tell me what they see. Because no one's walking around barefoot out there, okay? It's a, it's a very hazardous area to be walking around barefoot. And that's what I found on, that was this last weekend. I I must say, though, I think you might be referring to, I found a, at that same time when I saw these things in 2010, I went by the water at Barker Dam and there was water there. I took a picture of the one, I found a footprint that looks like a giant dog or, or wolf print. I got to look through my chips. I save all my chips. I never delete them. So I got to look through the chips to find it. But the thing was honestly bigger than my hand, you know, bigger than a six foot guy's hand. And it had, like four where the pads would be, but no, I don't know if it showed nails on the front. So I got to find that. I want to, that's been a goal of mine to find, but I'm, I, I, I've been lazy and I haven't looked for it, but that was the same night I saw these guys, but I only found one print on the edge of the water, like where you bend over to get a drink if you're an animal or something. So it was like one in the mud. And uh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah. Talking about that print, how close was it, or how far was it from the area where you saw those dogmen? I would say, you know, three miles, maybe two miles. It was relatively close. 
because this is a main water area for all animals and they know to come here to get water and since there's no water in it i don't know if every animal knows that but i think they do but when there is water in this place called barker dam you can look it up on the internet it'll barker dam joshua tree all animals have to come there to get water and once they do that all the other animals who feed on these other animals have nowhere to go for their needs too so right around this water area are usually big orange sheep like 10 of them at a time but you know, they hide but they come to get water and then go back so yeah that footprint i have on a chip I need to find it. The problem on my chips is I have thousands of photos on each chip. So I'm too, I haven't started that look yet. Maybe I have a little break coming up in December for holidays. I'll probably throw some chips in there and see what I could find. And then I also just told you about a footprint I found, or I didn't find, my friend Ed found that I want to send to you maybe if you feel like, if you're open to it, that you could look at it and just tell me what you think. Please do send it to me. And if you don't mind, I'd like to post it on tonight's show. Would it be okay if I did that? My pleasure. I like to share. I'm not here. This stuff, this is a big deal for me to come out here and say this because I'm usually not shy, but if my people or people I know in my, I don't know, in my normal environment would know I'm just talking about this, they would make quick judgments that aren't necessary. So this is a big deal for me to come out and talk about this stuff because I just want people to know what I saw, what's out there, and I really don't care what my management thinks or sees or, or says, but I guess I do. So then, hence my name's Jay. No, I understand and I respect that too. You say you haven't been affected in a negative way by your encounter. What do you think it is about your composition that's caused you to not be affected in a negative way by it? Like I said earlier, it takes a lot to get me worried. It takes a lot to get me upset. It takes a lot to make me, uh, I guess the word could be panic, which I don't really do. But that's just learned behavior. I had certain training in my employment life that allowed me to make quick decisions that are hopefully the best at the moment. And again, I think it helped that I was in the car and not walking at night and ran up on these people or these things. I think that's mainly it. Like I wasn't in a campground. I didn't have them come through. I was in my car and just, I felt, I think I felt protected. Part of me thinks, it's the way you hand, you know, what do they say? Life's 90% of how you handle things. So it's like, I handle it okay. Now, if I had different experiences or out in the open more, maybe I'd have a whole different opinion on this, but not much bothers me. I've been through things. If I had time, I'd tell people, but it doesn't matter. I've been through things that would upset or uh, make people worried that are not used to those things so i guess i've had some decent training but now these add to my awareness of what is out there and knowing this it just changes my whole understanding of what is out there beyond what people think is quote unquote normal i know that there's so much more out there that we don't know about that you have to go out and experience to understand and this is just something that I'm proud to talk about it now. You know, I'm not going to bring it up with people at work. I'm not going to bring it up, but in certain circumstances, I might. Like now, I decided to come out and do this. And you, like I said, you have made it a safe environment to express 
what normally would not be uh, able to express. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's about time for us to get out of here, Jay. But before we do, do you have any closing comments you'd like to share? You know, it takes certain people to go out into the, let's call it nature. It takes certain people to go out in that environment. You know, it takes certain people to be out in that environment at night. It takes certain people to, you know, I, I don't carry a gun. I don't carry a knife. I don't carry bear spray. I don't carry any wasp spray. I don't do any of that. So it takes a certain person to do that. Maybe it's stupidity a little bit, but I am not worried about that. But I hear other people's stories. And what I want to be heard here is from others is when people tell you things, whether it's about this kind of subjects or others, just be a good listener. Ask some questions. Be considerate that these people are opening up and telling what they saw. And be considerate and be a good listener, I think, is a good thing to do in life. Those are good words and very well said. Well, Jay, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing the details of that experience with us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. And again, thank you for giving us a safe space to express ourselves. I appreciate it. Well, you know, you're welcome. I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, thanks again so much. Have a great night. If you've had a dogman encounter of your own and would like to speak with me, whether in private or on the show, please go to dogmanencounters.com and submit a report. I'd love to hear from you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.